Ah, yes. That sound. The horn. It's here. We're back. We're back. Welcome, everybody, to the Zach Dressler Show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you can, please smash the subscribe button before we get into everything, all business, formal stuff. Smash the subscribe button. Smash it. Hit the like button. You know it. Go Comment. subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, excuse me. On, well, yes, on YouTube, but on uh, the audio portion, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. You know, if if there's something that's out there, it's on some audio platform. Go like it. Yeah. And you can also check this out on what is it, Indy? TZSDS. Oh, uh, Sorry, I fucked it up already. You know, it's the acronym of your own show. It's TZDS. Uh, the Zach Dress dot TV and TZDS dot You can use either one. They'll take you. They'll redirect you to uh, to links to where you can uh, listen to every one of the episodes. Absolutely. So check also, that out. Oh, sorry. Oh, want to drop this on everybody. We want to encourage the listeners to call in. We have a hotline. Yes, the TZDS hotline. Four zero five six five five. TZDS, TZDS, which is also 8937. 8937. Tell me what your thoughts about pineapple pizza. You might make it on the air. You know, just any topic. If you see something from like the very first episode of the the Zach Dressler show and you have a comment, call it. Let me know. (laughs) I'll play it. I'm not embarrassed. If you want to fucking just cuss me out, if you think I'm an idiot, go ahead. I don't give a shit. You know, leave your name, but just leave your name. Don't leave your number. Just leave your name. Identify yourself. If you're going to be brazen enough and bold enough to like rip me a new one on some audio message, at least leave your name so I know who I'm talking to. So I can look you directly in the eye and be like, all right, jerk. (laughs) But yeah, hit the hotline. It's 405-655-TZ. Come on, call everybody. 405-655-8937. That's 405-655-TZDS. First 100 callers will get no prize because this show is not sponsored. I just love water in a can. Tall boy. Mm, mm. Tall boy water. You got to love the uh, uh, can still water. That that shall re- remain nameless. Delicious. Uh, but yes, uh, welcome everybody. It's the Zach Dressler Show. It's another week. It's another show. And uh, another lovely week. Another And yeah. dude, I, I don't know. I'm getting pumped. First of all, how are you? Oh, I'm great. You good? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, I, I got a, a, a new case of Tall Boy Stillwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four cases of the Tall Boy Stillwater that you're drinking that shall remain nameless. And I am, how we should say, hydrated. We're it's staying great. hydrated. Stay yeah. hydrated this summer, everyone. It's it's important. Stay thirsty, my friends. Uh, but we got a great show. Great, great show. We got uh, a good friend of mine, a, uh, a comedian, Hilarious. a, a, a yeah. musician, a talented musician, and a comedian musician, a music music comedian, however you want to fucking say it. How about that? He does it all. Uh, Jason Bader. You can check him out at The Real Jason Bader on Instagram and I believe on Twitter. Um, but he's going to be joining us. And dude, I got to say, like, I my mood recently has been a lot better. I you know I was sick. Uh, I had a little bit of uh, uh, E. coli slash Campylobacter. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit that made me nauseous and 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 stabby in the stomach. It was bad for like a week. Uh, but dude, I, you know, driving here on the way, it, it's the sun didn't set till eight o'clock tonight. I know, it's We're crazy. Gonna, and I love it. I love when uh, that. When happens. you came here, it was light out, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's bright. It's happening. It's we could have done. We could have done one of these shows outside, probably. We should. We will. We will. We shall. We will. But uh, you know, I um, yeah, I uh, it's 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 I'm just so happy it's summer, man. I feel like you know this is this post pandemic, 
you know, it's not post-pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. People are still getting sick, regardless of what you want to believe. People are getting vaccinated We're coming now, out of but it. But we're coming out of it, and I'm excited for this. I'm nervous, because I haven't socialized with a lot of people, except for you, like, face-to-face. But I'm excited. I'm just excited. I get yeah. to go home to New York for the first time in, like, 16 to 18 months coming yeah. soon. It's going to be a blast. I, I uh, the, the, the getting back to the social part of it, it's going to be really dicey, because, you know, there's type A people, and, you know... Yeah. introverts and i also it's like you know I, i've seen or especially people who are sober too because yeah. like you don't have that social lubricant where you can just have fun and kind of let loose like i, I it's interesting because i i went to the office recently and there was you know six people in there so and we you know we kind of got in a circle and started talking but it was like whenever if we like got off into a side conversation one-on-one it was it felt way different than it used yeah. to be yeah because it's just there's so much in between us uh masks but i just and, and I, but i also feel like know? there's a lot of people a majority of the Ameri- american but majority of people you know you talk about things you do things that you've done or yeah. you know like a, and no one's done a lot of big things i mean you, if, if you have good for you but in the past 16 or 14 to 16 months you know, people have not wanted to travel or not seen family or just not done their normal activities or weekend activities that, you know, you could talk about at the water cooler. Or just develop ha- bad habits. De- oh, and yeah. some people have developed I've good developed. habits. I think that's that's probably not the the norm. I've developed terrible habits. I've developed terrible habits. If you look, if you go on my Instagram, at Indy Fawcett, you can see the there's a <laughs> post I post this week. Uh, it's a, a black with orange bars on it. You can see the steps that I took every day before the pandemic <laughs> and the steps that I took after the or during the pandemic. And it's lit, I thought I was a sloth before. And, I, you know, I was averaging 6K a day. Now I'm averaging under three. Now you're, yeah. Under yeah. three. And yeah. also, I've just recently felt like a little bubble in my leg during the day. Or I'm like, my leg's like, hey, bub, get the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bubble, where it's like a mini Charlie horse, or you know, where it's just like, hey, bub, sh- stop sitting. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. sucks. I've developed I, a lot of bad habits. Some good yeah. habits, but a lot of bad habits. Smoking way too much weed. I don't know if that's a bad habit or a good habit, but we will. We'll find out eventually. Hey, Bob Marley work died out. of melanoma. I'll work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's, t- <laughs> it's good to know it wasn't it's lung terrible, cancer, I guess. Yes. Yeah. But I know I shouldn't use that as a, as a, like a, well, too late. And on that note, I'm going to get, uh, let's get Jason Bader on, you know, yeah, this is it. big, let's just, uh, we'll end on that note, which is weird, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get Jason on right now. It's going to be a great interview. Uh, please enjoy mine and Jason's conversation. Joining us right now, very good friend of mine, a talented musician, talented comic, the wonderful Jason Bader, and a, and a, and a business partner of mine. So uh, we're yeah. going to talk about that a little bit in a minute. Uh, how you doing, brother? So good. It it, it feels like a Friday. It's it Wednesday. Does. It does. It does. For some weird reason. Uh, your Lakers did well last night. You know, you and uh, Kimmy's Lakers did pretty well last night. It did well. I mean, I, I'm a little shook because we lost the first game, second game last night. They were up by 15 at some point, and then and like, they came back. They came back, and then it became like a six minute game. That's what the Lakers do. They'll be up all game, then at like five, four minutes to the end, they'll be tied, and then it's like a, like the last four minutes. I'm having a heart attack, literally. Yeah. And and to be fair, like they did look good, but the Suns didn't have CP3. They didn't have Chris Paul. 
Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think I don't think the Lakers have played to their full potential this whole series. The first game they played horrible. I don't think they played great. I mean, AD only started playing a little bit better towards the end of the game. They didn't put Trez in. Yeah, who I think is a key player. I mean, defensively and uh, you know, like he slams him down. Um, we'll see. I'm, I I just hope they just just destroy it from I think, here on. In. I think it's I think it's going to be difficult because uh, I think if, if you guys make it out of this round, yeah, you know, I think you'll see the uptick because again, hmm. AD and LeBron haven't they haven't they didn't play much of the last part of the you know month and a half of the season injuries. So yeah. you know, I feel like they're not they're not hitting their they're not in like mid-form stride, you know, and even LeBron right. said, he's like, I'm not 99%. I don't know if I'm going to be 99% through these playoffs, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, LeBron, LeBron makes that team for the most part tick, you know? Right. What what I love the most about the Lakers, <clears throat> I love the stars, obviously, but I love the, the bench, I think, like, are some of, like, the, the most inspiring players, like THT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Caruso, I'm Dude, like Caruso. I'm a big, I'm a big Caruso fan, man. That headband, that whole look. He's, Dude, he looks like Benjamin Button, but he plays like the best player. I mean, he dunks so hard, and he's such a great defensive player. And he like, I remember like when I saw the Lakers, it was his first season playing, and they like this was like three or four years ago. They didn't make the, this is before AD. They didn't even make the playoffs. So this is like a game that like everybody knew who, they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. It was the first. So I think it was like LeBron. Like, it was LeBron's first year, right? It was. It was LeBron. First, yeah, I think it was his first or second year, and like they, LeBron wasn't even playing. Like the start, like so, like it was just like bench, bench, yeah, bench. Yeah. And they're playing the Warriors, and I remember like I was at the game, and Caruso went so hard. He played like it was a championship game, and I remember being like, "This dude is like a hard worker. He is going to put up all his energy." And I just ever since then, I've loved him. I just think he's he's a great player. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, it's it's. I I love playoff basketball, and I I mean I I just appreciate it because it's you know you 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 know the stars are going to shine, but then there's those like you know sixth or off the bench players or those guys that just yeah. didn't do who were just role players during the season who just really come you know come out of nowhere. Right. I I totally agree. So love I'm it. I'm a Nets fan. I know that's kind of crazy, but like, well, you're from New well, York you're from too, Jersey. so. I'm, well, yeah, New, Brooklyn and New Jersey. Like, I grew up all over the tri-state area, so like right. you know. But my dad wouldn't. My dad didn't. It's crazy enough. My dad didn't like. He liked the Knicks before Ewing. Once Ewing got on the Knicks, he for some reason he didn't like the Knicks anymore. He didn't like Starks. He didn't like uh, you know Anthony Mason. He didn't like any of those '90s teams. He hated them. Hated really? them. So we would go when we were living in Brooklyn in the '80s into the early '90s. We would get tickets and go across. You know Manhattan over Staten and the Verrazano to Jersey to go see the Nets, and now yeah. it's the opposite because now my dad lives in Jersey, and I, you know I went to high school, middle school, and high school in Jersey. You know, and now if I want, when I visit home, I have to go to Brooklyn, where <laughs> I grew up, to go see the Nets. Yeah, but that's so weird. I mean, yeah. it's great that the Knicks are back, basketball's back in New York. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like the NBA is nothing without the Lakers and the Knicks and the Celtics. Those are like yeah. the three, and the, I guess you can say the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy, and it's funny to see these teams who like were not great in the last couple of years all of a sudden be awesome, like Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn was okay. Brooklyn had a couple Brooklyn good. Okay. They've been yeah, they were decent. okay, but they were not like like to be feared. Or no, like no, no. Like, and I still feel like they aren't feared. 
You know, like the thing with the Nets is like, yes, they have three incredible all stars: Kyrie, Harden, and fucking KD. But they but don't. Also Blake Griffin. And, and right, and who's Blake like, Griffin, who's, who's who's playing a lot. No, and he's doing well, but they don't have they don't have that big, uh, that big uh, big guard like Davis or right. Giannis or you know like someone that that's that that's feared in the paint that type of thing. Right. Um, yeah, but you know what? That's why that that they shoot outside the paint. That's I yeah. feel like whenever you see the highlights, it's yeah. just like the big threes. And just those like incredible shots, or like Irving will go in there real quick. How did you be, so growing up in New York? How yeah. did you become a Lakers fan? I met my wife Kimmy. Okay, that's fine. That <laughs> I is. was, I was growing up. Honestly, I was never a big sports fan. Period. My parents didn't don't know anything about sports. They don't care about sports at all. Grew up like I went to like Shea Stadium to watch the Mets here with like Jewish day camp. Yeah. But other than that, that was all <laughs> my like sport. You know, I played some sports, but that was it. Yeah. And then I, you know, when I met Kimmy, her family and, you know, like die hard. Die I can tell hard. the wall in the back, I feel like is a lot of her stuff. It's it's all her stuff. It's like a lot of her dad's stuff. I mean, they are like die hard, like they have season tickets. Like they had season tickets for a while. Yeah, they 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 did. Wow, they and that's that's tickets. that's no that's no that's no you know that's that's a pretty penny for season because the Lake Show is the one that was hardest tickets to get any good seats. Oh yeah, so Kimmy's dad, um, his law firm had tickets, so you know they would oh, just go sick. like, and like so that over there like this poster and then like this poster over there is all a collage of tickets. Wow. So I mean, there's probably like. You know, I love 70 tickets just in there. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. But now so, I'm like diehard. I feel like I know, like, uh, now I'm like a huge NBA fan. Just now I know every team. I know everybody now because of just like. And you don't, you don't do any other sports like baseball or NFL or stuff like that. No, I <laughs> I went to a bachelor party in Nashville and we went to a Predators game. And I okay. had the best time ever at like a NFL game, at a hockey game. Yeah, and I'm game. like, I think I'm a Predators fan now. I, it's just like I don't know. Whenever I play a video, like um, the NHL, like you know, two K, whatever, whatever it, is, it is, yeah, I always play as the Predators now. <laughs> Dude, hockey, I, I I can't watch hockey on TV unless it's playoff sport, playoff hockey for whatever reason. Yeah, so I'm it's watching kind it now. Of a slow game, but when you're there at the yeah. game. It is one of the most fun games to watch in person. Oh my god, yeah. And they, they and specifically they part they it is a party like it is unbelievable. So, yeah. you know this, you know, it's very country in Nashville. There's you know the song, it, it's a country song it goes like I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So whenever they score on the other team, whenever they get a goal, they play that song. So everybody stands up and starts singing it, and right after that little phrase Everybody points at the goalie and there's like a dun 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 and they go, It's all your fault. Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's all your fault. And I just was like, This really is shaming incredible. the goalie. Yeah, like it's wild. So I just was like, these are my people. I love it. I love it. yeah, I I've been I think I went to King's game out here. That was a lot of fun. Cool. I love going to Dodgers <laughs> games. Dodgers yeah. games are a lot of fun to go. I love baseball in general. Like I love just going to baseball games. Football. Well, who's your team? Your baseball team. So my baseball team is the Yankees. My second nice. team is okay. obviously because I'm in LA. I love the Dodgers, and they're no, cool. they're not. The only time they would ever play each other is either if it's in a, a random uh, interleague matchup during the season or in the World Series. That's the only time yeah. they ever. So yeah, it's, it has yet. I mean, three years ago, four years ago, when the Astros cheated 
and the Yankees <laughs> should have been in the World Series versus the Dodgers, that would have been a very difficult time for me because I really wouldn't want the Yankees to win, even though I'm living in LA. But yeah. I will say, like, just going to games in general, going to Dodgers games are. I wouldn't say I'm not gonna say more fun. It's just more affordable than going to the Yankees game because Yankees are essentially the wow. Lakers, and like it's a hard ticket to get. So I mean, you can go and buy cheap seats, you know, and then walk all the way down in, in Yankee Stadium. In the new stadium, you can see pretty much the game from any any angle because it's all open air. But with Dodgers tickets, I mean, you can. I mean, unless you're getting like behind home plate or like those, you know, those rows right behind home plate, those special, you can get a really good seat for like fifty two hundred bucks, depending on the game. Wow! And they have this awesome. I think it's still there. I mean, I'm not sure. This awesome. Uh, if you really want to get stoned and and do damage to your <laughs> body, all you can eat section. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun night. Or I, there's one, there's there's three nights that they have. I don't know if they're doing it this year because um, I, I, you know, COVID pro. I mean, they're supposed to be opening up again, but in a regular season, it's like three nights, three random games throughout the year, especially early in the season. They do Dollar Dodger Dog Night, so all Dodger dogs are dollar. Now I don't know if that's appetizing to some people or not, but it's fun to go <laughs> to see if you can do nine nine dogs in nine innings. As like a challenge. Like that's what I'll be doing next time I go. <laughs> so I have to. Now. Right. I love uh, food competitions. Yeah, man. Just like yeah. Even if yeah. it's for for a t-shirt, I will just let my body go for. A <laughs> I, I know. I even though this shirt's at large, and I'm probably not gonna be yeah. able to fit in it for another week. Yeah. <laughs> I will eat all these pies. I will. I really will. That's like my favorite thing to do is those t- contests. Yeah, man. So I want to switch over to like you know just. Yeah. Things that we I, that we're both interested in comedy and music. These are two yeah. of your like fortes, man. I want to like. Let's talk about the comedy first. Yeah. So you know, you do comedy. You do musical comedy. Yeah. Like when did you? When did you were like I want to start doing comedy? Because I remember my point of time when I was like, hey, this is what I want to actually get into doing comedy, whether it's improv, stand up, sketch, all that stuff. And that was, you know, uh, like when I was younger, when I was like in my twenties, when I moved from Jersey into the city officially and I saw my first UCB show and I was like, mm. I don't know if I like, I, I like the thought of improv, but I really want to get good at stand up. And one of my friends who I was working with was on one of the house teams. He's like, you know, to get good at stand up, you need to be, you know, on your feet, but also know your jokes. I would suggest taking improv classes. And I fell in love with improv and sketch right after that, even though I always, I mean, I loved SNL as a kid. So yeah. I was always like, I always wanted to do characters and stuff, but to me, always stand up was the great thing. And you know, I've done stand up on stage, uh, you know, across the world. Sketch, it's I love doing it all, but I'm never done music. I'm not a musically inclined guy. I right, can't, right. I can, you know, I, I can't hold, a, I can't, I can <laughs> hold a tone, I can hold a beat, but I can't play musical instruments, and I just, I'm so self conscious about my voice. So when did yeah. you, yeah, when did you get started? Well, okay, so I think we'd have to go way back because I, I, so I do musical comedy with my musical my comedy partner and one of my best friends, Jason Blackman, um, and we grew up together. We've known each other since we were very little, and we became like best friends in high school. And we there was this thing in high school, and this is kind of where I like realized like, oh my god, I want to be like a comedian. We had this thing called Sing. I don't know if you had it in your high school, but it basically was this like competition between all the different classes. So the ninth graders, tenth graders, long they'd all like do this like thing where they put on like, like a Euro, like a Eurovision for your, for your school. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) We like, kind of, we'd like, there would be like a dance portion. Then there would be like, um, 
uh, like at this portion, but the big thing that like we loved was there was like a, a play. You kind of write your own play and it was, you know, so I was like one of the writers and actors in it. And it was like the biggest thing in our school. And that's the first time where I kind of was like, I was always like the comedic part in the play. Me and Jason would be like this duo who would be, we were like two Jewish old ladies one year. And one year we were like these two like kind of like frilly German guys like, oh, hello. Like, you know, so we kind of like, and that's when I was like, oh my God, like I, this is, I could like get a laugh and I love this and I, but I also like doing it with him. So like flat, so like years ago, college, we both move out to LA and we're doing, we did UCB together and uh, all this stuff. And we kind of would put on these sketch shows at a place in Silver Lake. Oh my God, I'm forgetting that it's not even there anymore. But it was near like the Silver Lake Junction. It was like under okay. underpass. I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name of it. Whatever. So we would do like a um, a monthly comedy show there. And we would put on sketches and we'd have other people come and do stand up or improv or whatever. And we would do sketches. And then we like we're both musicians. Also, we were in a band together growing up. Um, I was a drummer. He was he I was the drummer and he was the guitar player. But I also I just know how to play guitar also a little bit. I could fake it. Um, and we like would just be like, why don't we write like funny songs? We like know how to write catchy songs. Why don't we? Just, so we did it. And it was always a big hit. And then we kind of were like looking at like, all right, like we don't want to do the show anymore. Like we love sketch, but like, I don't know, the music is the most fun right now. So we kind of did this thing like, oh my God, let's just do music. Let's just be musical comedians, stick with that. We kind of play these characters called like, we're the Jasons and we're these very like optimistic, like, oh my God, hey, what's going on? And all of our songs are kind of like fucked up. Like all these situations we're in, in our songs are like kind of like weird and messed up, but we play these very like, it's going to be okay. We're all good. So I think like that juxtaposition um, is like really fun and gets a big laugh. And the biggest thing about musical comedy is I think, you know, being in LA and being in the comedy scene in LA, I think we're sometimes seen at first as hacky because we have guitar, we're at a show, we have guitars and we like, we're matching Hawaiian shirts. And I think like comics could be like a little bitter and like a little bit like who the rock are these guys like yeah. like you look at these hacks like what but i think like when we get on stage and like we like win over a crowd especially of like other comics we're like all right we did it because i think it's not we're not using our shirts or our guitars to be funny that's right. not, like our songs are funny our songs are catchy we're like i think like uh, these characters we play are funny they're like kind of developed so I think that's something very important when it comes to musical comedy, because I've seen, and also we're not topical. Like we don't write songs about Trump. We don't write songs about what Jennifer Lopez did that week. It's, it's all very like, have you tried, have you tried? I and mean, then not, not to like be like you oh, should, but have you um, tried it? No, we okay. don't even, because I think that we want to speak to like everybody and we, we have the most fun and we think like we think are like we're the most we're the most creative when we could just like situational like your mom will love this song and so will your best friend. It's like one of those things. And also like we the, the kind of characters we're playing, we don't want to make anybody feel bad or like, I don't know, like we just are very like happy and like these characters and we just to us like it's the most funny and also it's the most challenging where i think we like we like that also when you kind of have to write a situational song like is this this situation is funny for anybody right 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 and not like have to rely too heavily on like this event that happened and then like and then the the problem is like you can't even talk about that um let's say in a year 
So like we, we've, you know, we've, we have songs that we've had for a while that just like we we play that, you know, we obviously are writing new stuff, but we like being able to have stuff that's like, like, um, no, yeah, there's some, mother's that's mother's evergreen or, and you can yeah. use and you can use. And, and, and I get that because as a comic, I feel like, you know, the hardest thing about being a comic or doing stand up or any of that stuff is finding the finding a good, solid five to ten minutes of material like that takes years. That takes yeah. years. And, you know, I think when people start feeling comfortable with like, OK, I know that these five minutes are going to do well. Now I can work on some other stuff over here and like sandwich it in or splice it in to see how it goes and see what works and what doesn't. And I, and, and that's that's I feel like that's something that people don't, you know, people think like, oh, I'm funny around my friends. I tell, you know, they think I'm funny. But going up on stage, doing a performance, whether it's stand up, musical comedy, whatever it may be. It's it's a it's a very different it's a different game than sitting in a backyard making people laugh like that is a talent sure but like to oh, transition yeah. that way is is something different. Oh yeah, I mean just like you're in control of an audience. Like to yeah. to be in control of an audience is is tough, and I think it's something that you have to be confident about and be able to like grab the attention quickly and hold on to their attention is hard to do. And I think that's when you that's the real test if you if you want to be a comedian. No, for I sure. Think. And I don't think listen, I'm you know, I don't think I, I hate people who are like, oh, it's hacky to do music comedy or duet music comedy or like it's it's you know what? It's not. It's an art. There's no there's no sure. fucking rule book. I mean, I will say this, oh, yeah. and I'm not gonna like I have a you know, a friend, I don't know if he's gonna watch the show or not, former colleague or whatever. Um I I I'm, I hate fucking puppet comedy. <laughs> like, and I don't mean I don't mean like crank anchors, and I don't mean like oh, yeah. you know Avenue Q, but like your second partner is the thing that's on your hand. Jeff Dunham, yeah. Jeff Dunham, right? right, right. Uh, that, that, you know, I I, I think, I mean, and again, listen, the dude's made a career, and there's obviously people that love that, and I'm sure people would be like, how could you fucking you know say that that's not comedy? It, it, it is comedy. I just don't find it funny. I find it. Happy. Oh yeah. And it's so funny. Cause we're, we're put on a lot of like variety shows. So I cannot tell you how many times you've been on shows with like a magician or like <laughs> a, a puppet guy or like a weird, this person or yeah. a weird, this person. We're like, we're so smushed in between like the world of like normal kind of stand up comedy and like weird comedy, like oh, alt, man, alt comedy, alt, alt, comedy. Oh, alt comedy. Oh, we get that all the time. We're put on all comedy shows all the time. Like there's the, there was this very famous show, a very alt. Oh man, let me get his name wrong. Uh, the dude's last name is Lynch. Um, and he's like a very, oh my God, I, I cannot believe I'm going to get his last name. His last name is Lynch. He's like a very famous, like alt comedy guy. He used to run a show in Los Feliz at this like weird, like, 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 um, what is it when you're like a witch, you're like religion, like a Wiccan? A Wiccan. Was it like some Wiccan center? It, the weirdest. Show. It started at midnight. Okay. And it was like a bizarre place in a bizarre show. But it was one of those where you're just like, this is crazy, but it is so fun. Like, it's just one of those weird situations where you're like, oh, my God, like, where the fuck am I right now? It's midnight. I'm in a Wiccan center. And like, there's all like we were like the least weird act there. We're kind of a weird act. Yeah, but that's always we get a kick out of it when we are like the least weird act because that means <laughs> is like it is like bonkers. But we like, love we're that. normal. We're normal. Yeah, when people are like you're not weird enough, we're like we are we we are too weird of a show right now. That's crazy. That's funny. That's really funny. So yeah. Wait, I, so wait, did you? I didn't realize this. Did you go to college out here? Did you say that? 
No, no, no. So I went to college in New York. On that's, Long what I, Island. that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So Stony you moved Brook. after here with, uh, with your friend. And- we moved with like a group of like seven, like best friends out here. So when we came out here, we had like such a solid crew of like people who grew up together forever, which was like so cool. I don't know if I'd be able to move out here alone. It's, it's, it's important. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, um, you know, LA is one of those cities. It can be a very lonely city. Because it's so yeah, vast, yeah. so big, and if you don't know someone, and getting to know people here, as opposed to, and I don't want to generalize, but I, you know, I mean, I've been here eight years. I feel like I have a good, solid face. You know, Indy's one of my good friends, my producer. You know, I trust him, but I feel like there's less people that are, that will be honest with you, face value, and it's more about what can you do for me. Okay, we can be friends. Yeah, you know, where in New York and the East Coast and certain other areas in the West Coast, you just don't get. It's just not that 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 way. And to be able to, like you said, to move with seven good friends, that's huge. Yeah, I just think it's like hard. It's like everybody comes out here wanting something that is kind of hard to get. So you kind of have to like defend for yourself, and it it is like that where you're like, what could you do for me? Yeah, I'm only going to do this if you do this. And it's yeah, it can be kind of a tough place. Even when, even if you like, for me, I moved out here for a relationship, and it still felt lonely because she was a horrible <laughs> human being. But that's a, that's another that's a topic for my therapist. But like yeah. seriously, it was just like, I I, it was hard to make friends because she wasn't you know she's from here, so she's like I have my friends. I don't oh, want to wow. go with you. I don't want to go with you to socialize and make yeah. new friends. Like you know yeah. like. You know, it was just felt very weird. So, like for a long time, it was like I had friends, but they weren't true friends. They're you know coworkers, or and then it's 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 taken me a while, more so than any other place I've lived, to really find like a good core group of friends. Yeah. Um, you know, because like you said, LA can be very just very very isolated, very lonely. Yeah. Well, I think that by having my friend here has has made me not make a lot of friends out here because i like you know jason and i we we just like hang out all the time like mostly like comedy wise yeah so like you know you know like the comedy scene the huge part of it is like hanging out hanging out at the clubs hanging out at ucb getting and we would just be like hanging we'd be like well we're like we're friends like we don't want to like we don't we're too nervous to like be friends so we would be like run off and like to do our own thing. No, so we never that. got into like, oh, we hung out at the comedy store. Oh, we hung out at the improv. We hung out at UCB. We just, because we didn't need to. Those people who come here alone and they're like, they they want to be part of that community because they like need to be. We didn't have to do that. So we kind of felt like misplaced in that. I mean, we made a ton of friends. No, I totally, I totally feel friends, what you're saying because I was, you know, I, I did stand up and improv and like UCB in New York and being from New York you know, after I would work at the theater or do classes or do shows or go see a show, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, let's go hang out. I mean, I would go hang out with my classmates at like Peter McManus or go to these places where people were hanging out. But I, I, I was just like, I just want to go hang out with my friends that I've known here for all my life or like, you know, right. my college friends that have moved here. Like, cause you know, rather than force a scene, cause in New York, I feel like you can be, there's, it's just, a, there's a scenes everywhere where here, you know, you can walk down the street, make friends because it's all convenient here. It's like, you make friends in a bubble. If someone lives on Santa Monica yeah. and you're in Hollywood, it's like, well, yeah, we're friends, but we don't hang out like regularly. It's literally impossible to be friends. Yeah. At that point. You know, same thing yeah. with relationships well, out here. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I was, I can't, I, when I moved to LA, I, I, I moved to Silver Lake and I lived in Los Feliz and Glendale. I loved the East side and I was on the East side. Then I met a girl from Calabasas and now I live. Now you live in fucking, no. you live, you live far, dude. When I have to come now visit you, Now I don't you, live on the trip. east side anymore. I don't live on the east side anymore. No. So, uh, yeah. So I totally understand what you mean 
uh, when you say that. <laughs> That's funny. I, cool. I didn't realize yeah. she was from. I didn't realize she was all the way out there. Interesting. Yeah, she was born in Brent. I mean, when we started dating, I was in Glendale and she was in Calabasas, and it was like a trek to Damn. get to each other. So we moved in. Like, That's a long distance quick. relationship. That is, it is long. And I was also working at, I was working at the Ellen show at the time and those hours were brutal and long. And I just like, we, I wouldn't get out till eight or nine o'clock. And I was like, you want to get dinner? Like, all right, I'll be there in two hours. It, it just it did not work well. So that's why I, we moved in kind of quickly when I moved to, to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and now we're married. So there's no excuses. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm stuck. Is what I'm telling you, Zach. Help, Screwed. help me. She's behind help. Um, He's right outside the door. He's listening. <laughs> but like you are, you know, a, a, a talented guy. Like I mean, musician-wise, you, you, dude, you play piano. You say you can get away with playing the guitar. I've seen you play the guitar. <laughs> That's more than getting away. Getting away for me playing the guitar would be you playing the guitar and me miming me playing the guitar. <laughs> um, you're a drummer. What That's other instruments do you fucking play? Well, so my my main instrument, like the one that I like. I feel the most comfortable on is drums. Yeah. I've been playing yeah. drums since I was eight. So that's like my real instrument. Okay. Everything else. I, I am truly a con man. Really. I mean, like I could, it's like a heist movie. I mean, I really like, I um, just <laughs> know the chords and uh, you know, you, if you play the chords slowly, people are like, Whoa, he knows what he's doing. You know, like if you're like play it with emotion and you, pick every string and hit every note they're like oh that sounds sick so you, you, you play some slow you play some slow ballads because you know how to do it but you can't play like some rage against machines like killing in the name of where it's like a fast oh my god i cannot solo <laughs> for my life i literally play, you know normal humans play piano with all of their five you know all of their fingers i play with these three fingers the piano so i literally play like this i i didn't I taught myself. That's so when I played piano, I looked like a velociraptor. So, oh, like, interesting! I didn't know you played with three seriously. fingers. Seriously, I didn't notice. You next time. I didn't notice that when you were playing when we were shooting three music. Three fingers, literally. So I, 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 I've stunted my own growth as a piano player. I can't go any further than this. If the chord, it's too much. <laughs> I literally have to stretch. You're like I have finger. to get a custom-made keyboard for myself. I mean, yeah, I, I don't use my my pinky and my thumb finger when I play piano. That's funny. I did not. Sure. Know, I did not notice. I have to go back so some and look at some. Yeah, things. I, I hate watching footage of me playing piano because I look so weird. It is interesting. The, the weirdest thing. Huh. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. I did not notice that. I did not notice that. Yeah. So, I mean, you've written. Is it a couple albums or just one? I mean, I know I with with Stel, El, El, Elder Jer, Jer. Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> Elder Jerko. Yeah. Uh, just one, it's like an EP. It's like six or seven songs. I did that. Um, growing up, I was like a drummer in a band, as I said, with the other Jason. And I, I wrote a couple songs there, but mostly this is all me. So yeah, just one EP. I, I mean, I, I find it, I find that fascinating because, you know, it's what I can write a script. I can write like a pilot. I can write like stuff yeah. for film and TV and digital content, whatever you want, but to write like, you know, music to think about that, like to, to go through that. What is that? I mean, I can't think about that. What is that process like? Like, how do you go about doing that? How did you come about with these songs? Was it inspiration? Did you just sit yourself in a studio with like booze and weed and just like try to get creative? Like, what is that process like? I, I think that like I, 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 I love storytelling. So a lot of my songs are like stories, all stories based on like real things that have happened to me. So like um, there's this I have a song called uh 
up the Palm Hotel. And it's it's literally about when my wife, but at the time girlfriend, were in Palm Springs. We got into a big fight at like a hotel there. And it just kind of tells the story of that fight and what was going on and what I was kind of feeling and couldn't say and didn't want to say. And it's it's, it's like whenever we pass it now, we're just like, oh, the Palm Hotel. <laughs> we should never you know, talk about that weekend again unless yeah. we want to listen to the song. Let me play it for you real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's just I I, I usually like to um, I'll come up with an idea like, OK, I want to write a song about this. I'll come up with like a chord progression, some nice some you know, something that sounds nice and just then write the lyrics from there. But I think it comes the lyrics come really easy when you're just like when you're writing a script or a pilot, you know, you're just telling a story that you have so, so clear in your head. Yeah. So it's, it, you're able to, but you kind of want to put it in a kind of poetic way without being too literal, I guess. And just wanting to. No, nah, I get that. I get that. But how do you, how do you, I mean, cause it's, I feel like it's two part. Like again, when you're writing, when you're writing a TV series and you're just writing it and then comes the production in terms of like, okay, this is the visuals we're doing. But I feel like to write, like, how do you score this? Do you score it first? Do you write the track and like the beats? You put the layout, the beats, and then write out, or do you? Is it like a hybrid process? Because that's so that, I, that's I, fascinating to me. Yeah, mo, mo, I would say a majority of the songs I write on piano. So I, I'll have I'll just have a piano. I'll have just the chord progression. I have the lyrics, and then I'll take it in. I have a really great friend named Colin who is like a musical genius. He knows every, every, he really knows every instrument and he knows like chord variations and, oh, well, why don't we make this B sharp into a D minor and, you know, like just stuff like that. And I'll work with him and he'll kind of put his two cents into stuff. And then, you know, just, I like to kind of, you know, I'm not playing with a band, it's just me. So normally a band would like come up with a song and then like they'd practice it together and then boom, they could kind of figure it out. It's just, I'm alone. Yeah. So a lot of those beats, like all those things that surround it are in the, so while we're in the studio, you know, okay, let's, or do we want a drum track? Right. Let's lay down the drum track. All right. Now let's lay down um, the piano. All right. Do we want organ in it? Do we want a synth part? Do we want horns? Like, like um, Colin played a ton. He's a really great, his like main instrument is sax. Yeah. So on my EP, there's a lot of saxophone on each song. Uh, so, you know, just and in, all these different things, I like kind of build on top of each other. And a lot of it happens in the studio where we have time and just, we could just mess around and try different things. How long did this take to do all these like six, seven songs? Well, oh my God, it's so crazy. I, I, I finished literally 95% of it and then COVID happened. And I had all I had, all I needed to do in the studio was record a vocal for one song. That's like all that's all I needed to do. Then COVID happened. So I literally had to buy a microphone and I recorded it in my closet in my old condo, like up against <laughs> the clothes because it's like kind of like a sound, but you know, like yeah, it, yeah, it gives it sound. sound and that's like, and but that like took me a while to get all that stuff and then like get it done. And then I sent it back to the engineer. So um, wow. It should have taken like four or five months, but it ended up taking like eight or nine months wow. because of COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. COVID fucked everything. They really did. That's crazy. That's interesting. I, I, because I mean, again, it's just like the process of, I mean, it takes, you know, it could take the same time for like a script to be developed or a TV show to develop four to five months. Yeah, and then you get like notes on it and then yeah. you do rewrites. It's the same thing where. I hear it. I'm like, no, take this out, change this to that. You know, it's, it's very similar. Yeah. I don't have like, I don't have many regrets in life, you know, cause you can't, but I really wish I continued. Cause I, I played 
I was taking piano lessons from like six years old on cello lessons. Like I was good at that. Wow. And then 13, I think it was like when we moved from Brooklyn to Jersey, uh, I continued playing cello, but like in, you know, a school capacity. It wasn't like I was going getting, and then I got more interested in playing sports, you know, and I feel like, like, you know, as I developed older as a teen, one of my friends who's a really great music, like just a really great, um, guitarist, you know, I just, I, I would go over and we would, I would sing and he would play guitar and I was like, man, I really wish I just stuck with music as well, you know, as like a, you know, and, cause I mean, I full, I, I made, I made full tilt to sports. Like I was playing, practicing, training, doing all, you know, multiple leagues at once that probably could have, I probably could have dropped one or two to just Who's continue. Soccer, basketball, I mean, you name it. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I played, I played, I, I played everything, but then I started focusing more as, a, you know, as when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 on soccer. So that, like, even though I'd play like high school basketball or baseball or track, I was playing soccer all year round on top of playing those sports. Wow. So, like, I was training. I mean, I, during the soccer season in summer, uh, you know, leading up to the fall season, I mean, I would go and train with a, a, a goalie trainer, you know, three days a week. Wow. You know, you were a goalie. I was a goalie. I played. Co- I played college soccer as a goalie. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, uh, I loved it. I mean, you know, I was okay at the field, but for me, it was just re- you know, I loved, I loved being the the first line of defense. Uh, you know, uh, last line of defense, first line of offense type of thing. Yeah. So, so cool. and plus, I mean, I love basketball, but I it was funny with me. I moved from Brooklyn, Jersey, in fifth grade. And I had a huge growth spurt. So when I hit fifth grade, I was already five eight. Wow. So I was a tall kid. So I was like, they put me at center. I was like, oh, I want to be six four, six five. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go, you know, and then I peaked at six one because I hit six foot in eighth grade and then went to high school and hit six one. But all my friends that were like this shot up. Right. right. And so <laughs> basketball became a thing where I was like, I'm I'm okay at basketball. I'm not the dominant, you know, low post force that I was. Right, and I really right. never developed. I really never developed because I was so big. I never developed like point guard handling skills, or you right. know, like I had like decent mid range jumpers, but I was terrible at threes. You yeah. know, like I was working on other things: rebounding, boxing out. You know, uh, you know, layups, jump hooks, and free throws. Those are those are my bag because I would just Whoa. I would just you know go up and down the lane or the baseline, set picks, pick and rolls. That was my thing. And then everything caught up, and you know we merged with other schools like a regional high school, and all the kids that you know were my height also still grow. So I'm going up against. I'm, I'm like guarding centers that are six six. I'm like I'm barely. I'm like I'm six one. I'm like yeah. put me on the guard. Like work. you don't know how to play guard. I'm like okay. Fair enough. I got you. I'll just be a bruiser. Whatever you want me to do. Um, but yeah, I, I really wish I stuck with 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 uh, with like playing hey, music. It's never and too late. It is though. You know, I mean, I've tried picking up guitar so many times, and I get so frustrated because like my hands don't reach around the frame of it all as well to like hit the chords and and Dude, plus you know, plus I'm enough. a lefty, so like I play uh, I I do it this way yeah. as opposed to this way. Yeah, and so it's like when I've been being when I've been taught by my friends who are all righties, it's like it's hard for me to switch my. Brain yeah, well, out. don't do that. <laughs> okay. You know, you should try try uh, try the ukulele. Yeah, is that simple? You know it's, way, it's, it's way smaller. When I first, that's the first string instrument I learned because I couldn't. The, the guitar was too big. You know what I mean? I couldn't. Yeah, I, yeah, anything, I couldn't. Yeah. And that kind of helps you figure out, like, okay, this is a chord. Also, like strumming to like a rhythm is, is harder than people think. Yeah. 
So that'll help with that. It's smaller and it's like, it sounds cool. It's interesting. You know, okay. It's I'll try that. I'll try that. Try it. I, I feel like I learned a lot of um, all, almost all of my instruments when I was like over 20. Like I feel like okay. it's except totally for, different. except for drums. Drums is but the I feel like drum, but I feel like drums you you get that bass so like you know the beat and you've been playing with like you said other people in high school who so yeah. like you could figure that out you know if well you see I think and I mean I know drums is the hardest instrument because you're you to keep the rhythm like the keeping time is really hard you know what I mean yeah 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 and that. also when you're playing the drum set you're using your both of your feet and both of your hands yeah. And they're all doing different things. Yeah. So that one is, but I still, I mean, you could still totally do that. I, I think that you could totally do it. All right. Maybe it's something I like try to do in like a, like a comp, like a, like a video of some sort. Like I try to do something yeah. where it's like, I learn X, I learn play guitar in like 30, 60 days, something like yeah. that. <laughs> I push myself and I should do, I mean, I love doing that type of stuff anyway. It's good for the brain. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before I let you go. Yeah, got. I, I I feel like I know the answer to this question. Um, well, before I actually throw this question at yeah. you, I do like a bagel review, like LA bagel reviews or bagel reviews in general. Have you where do you have a good bagel spot that's like your go to bagel spot? I mean, I, we're New Yorkers, so I feel like we don't really know. But is there some place that you go to, or you just like you in LA? You've, you've accepted the fact that there's no good bagels in LA, and you've just cut them from your diet. First of all, how dare you? What do you how mean? Dare you ask, how dare you ask me a question like that? You, you son of a gun. I, I do not eat bagels in LA. Thank you very much. That is literally wasted carbs, bohydrates, which I cannot, <laughs> I cannot afford right now, Zach. Okay. I know. I cannot. I literally, and it's funny, my family at home, they're like, oh, like, do you have it? Like, do you have any good bagel place? I'm like, I don't want to waste the carbs. I'd rather, I'd rather eat my carbs somewhere else because I have not had and i've i've sought after them a good bit i'm from long island you know yeah i'm from i feel like the bagels on long island are the best bagels in the world uh, so i i, I won't argue i won't argue with that i think they're definitely better than manhattan bagels they put their money yes. up for brooklyn bagels i think there's good yes. spots in brooklyn um jersey bagels are pretty good i'm not gonna sit there and, and i've had some they're good they're i've good. had jersey bagels uh connecticut can go the other way uh i feel like tri-state yeah. to tri-state and jail but yes i will say i've had yes, i sure. i know the good spots in long island because i i have yeah. friends in long island so i know there are fantastic so, yeah bagel spots in long I, island i mean are, are you tell me are, are there any good bagel places here in LA? i'm working on it. there's a couple there's a couple that are um good in the sense of like they're not the best bagel you'll have on long island but like there's that spot that you're like okay if you know if i want to grab a quick bagel i, I know wanna, like decent yeah. bagel and the I've same same bagel. in manhattan you know like that type of place yeah i mean i've had bagels here but i'm just always like damn i could have eaten some spaghetti you know what I mean? Like I'd rather I did have I haven't done I haven't I haven't like produced this piece of I did do Yeasty Boys. And Yeasty Boys is isn't isn't bad. It is not a bad bagel. That? They're they're trucks, so there's like three different trucks all over all over LA. The one I had yeah, was in Echo Park. Well what what is your go to bagel with toppings? Oh, for me, uh I mean it's yeah. either uh, a bagel with cream cheese, just like, like, like uh, either everything bagel or sesame bagel with cream cheese, mm -hmm. or uh, uh, sesame and everything bagel, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. So, is it those are my things, or just just right out of the basket? 
I, I mean, I don't think if you're getting a good place, you don't need it to be toasted. Right. If it's right. two or three days later, sure, you toast it to get that freshness sure. back. I don't, I don't sure. toast mine. I, whenever I go right. to an order, I, I don't, uh, I'll ask for a little salt and pepper, but no ketchup because I'll take ketchup if I want and dip it in the bagel, like sure. that type of thing. Love it. Um, but I, I, yeah, those are my go to like spreads. I, I like a good uh, BLT on a turk on a bagel. Like if it's a really good bagel, I do like that. Yeah. Um, but I prefer my sandwiches on like rye or like, oh, you know, that type yeah. of stuff. If you're, you know, if we're, we're going that way. So I, I oh. usually with bagels, I, I do like a buttered bagel, you know, a toast, a toast, but that's the thing. It's like, I only get, if I have, I'll have a buttered bagel on the second or third day when I'm toasting it, because then it's like a nice melty yeah. butter that gets on there. Right. Yeah. But see, I, I like like an egg bagel with lox bread, but a lot of places here don't have lox bread. No. And for those people who don't know what lox bread is, it's it's um, very finely chopped up lox mm-hmm. in cream cheese. Yep. But like so small, but it's mixed. I don't like a big piece of lox, but they don't have it here. A, yeah. a, a lot of them don't have it here. So it's hard for me to get my ideal bagel. So that's another reason why. I, I feel you. It. I feel you. Um, yeah. I, w- I feel like I know a lot of good food places, but that bagels is like the one food. That I, I I I have no idea where to even go for. I mean, I know like the chains. Yeah. But I wouldn't even. But I know L.A. bagels are like, people are working on it. But it's hard for me, to be like. I think there's better. Pe- I think like when the, the the pizza debate, you could find some great slices here. Oh, 100 percent. I'm. I, there's definitely. Listen, there's definitely good pizza in L.A. I'm not gonna deny it. Yeah. But I bagels have been few or far between. Yeah. But that brings me to my final last question for you. Yes. Pizza. Pineapple on it or no? No. Yes. Don't put anything sweet on a pizza. Right. It's nonsense. Don't. It's not. Get it out of here. We don't have time for this kind of nonsense today. I agree. I agree. I 100%. It's an argument I get with people who are not. And there's New Yorkers that love pineapple on pizza. I'm not going to say that that it's it's blasphemous to say. They're nut jobs. But they're They're, crazy. It doesn't belong. No, you go to any any not it doesn't have to be the best any pizzeria in Jersey, Long Island, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. You know they have all the slices there. Connecticut I've never too. seen too. pineapple on a slice like they made a pineapple sl- a pie. Yeah, ever. Yeah, if you, could, if you went into New you York, have to request hey, it. Even if you requested it, I think I don't even know if they'd even give it to you or if they'd have it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Know. I don't get it. I, I, I think it's I think it's like these fast food chains from middle America, like Domino's, Papa John's, right. that have ruined it. Apparently, it's ca- Canada that did it. Canada was the first people to do the pineapple, like, you know, the, the, ham, the ham and the pineapple. Yeah. Papa Giorgio. I, this, I remember doing silly. research. I look, up, think look, it was- look up Papa Giorgio and pineapple pizza, Indy. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I think I feel like it's going to come from Canada. You had it. I would think it would be Hawaii. Sam, see, a Greek immigrant called Sam. I knew it was like something. Sam Papalopoulos, and <laughs> along with his brothers, owned a restaurant in the state of Ontario. Canned pineapple began to be imported into North America, along with pineapple juice, providing Papalopoulos with his crucial ingredient. Unbelievable, right? Fucking Canadians. I love you, Damn, man. man. I love the Canucks. <laughs> you guys are great. Great maple syrup, but stop putting yeah. it on pizza. Yeah, excellent. Well. 
Dude, I appreciate you joining me on the show. I had a great time talking to you. I mean, yeah. I know we're going to talk more after this. Uh, anytime, anytime. Um, but uh, again, thank you for joining me, man. Um, yeah, it was a blast. I uh, would love to learn, actually, guitar lessons from you, so maybe we could set that up. Anytime. Let's do it. Sweet, dude. All right, man. Have a good night. Have a good week, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right, buddy. See you later. See you later.